This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, we have Sharma from Sharma Coaching. She is a fellow trainer and online coach, and we are talking about endometriosis. It is Endometriosis Awareness Month. Now we dive into talking about all things endo as well as PCOS. And I know that these are two very common conditions that a lot of women struggle with. So I know you guys are going to find this episode really insightful and full of value. But before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to let you guys know about a free resource that I've created for you all. Yes, it is the macro table swap guide. And what it is, is essentially going through all of the macronutrients and showing you how you can swap out certain macros for other types of foods to be able to create literally hundreds of different recipes and meals. It is completely free. I'll have it linked in this episode show notes. So pop your details in there. I will email it to you. Keep an eye out in your spam mail because my emails tend to land in there. All right, guys, let's get stuck into today's podcast episode with Sharma. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I have Sharma, a fellow coach, uh, from Sharma Coaching. Hello and welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. My absolute pleasure. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. We have only just met really recently, but you are an absolute legend and I'm just loving the fact <laughs> that I can get you on the podcast. Now, this month is Endometriosis Awareness Month and you have had your own experiences with endometriosis, which is what we're going to have um, this conversation and this podcast on today. However, I just want uh, the listeners to get to know you a little bit more. So let us know how you got into the fitness industry, how you became a coach um, and your own personal history with fitness and nutrition. All right. Well, it's a bit of a story, actually. Um, I've been in the fitness industry for just under about a year now, like as a professional um but I've been training for quite a while um growing up um I did struggle with an eating disorder so essentially um during my rehabilitation essentially I used it as a method to kind of transfer between um which for me personally obviously worked everyone is quite different um so I just want to pop that out there of course um and it had encouraged me to become more fit and become more health orientated in my life um, and as I found myself going to the gym more, I found other friends kind of becoming inspired to want to train with me as well. So um, I had them come to the gym with me and I started helping them. And um, one of my friends, she had recently had a baby and she lost um, about five kilos just coming to the gym with me. Um, and she was just absolutely over the moon that like she could see some changes. And I was like, oh, my God, that was just such a wonderful experience to be a part of that like I was like maybe I should do this maybe I would actually be good at this um and I invested in a coach for myself um and started learning in that sense more hands-on as well um and then I started studying and I did my set three and four in fitness um and since then I've jumped into the industry and have started my specific niche in working with women 
Now, because I um, also do suffer from both endometriosis and PCOS, I have more of a niche towards that um, kind of women that want to have someone that has that kind of knowledge and personal experience. So um, I do have more of a women's wellness aspect into what I do. Um, and I'm super passionate about my girls. So, yeah. Love that. And I do want to delve more into, I suppose, your experiences with endometriosis. So how old were you when you were diagnosed? And I guess what were the first symptoms that you're experiencing where you thought, hold on, there's something going on here? Yeah, um, there has been a huge year amount of gap between when I first started um, experiencing some like that you get when you have endometriosis, and I was super young. I mean, like I, it was before I even started having a proper period, and my menstrual cycle had kicked in. I was probably around like eleven or twelve, and didn't really get my period until thirteen. And straight off the bat, it was irregular. It was very angry let's just say <laughs> she had a mission and she wasn't happy so um <laughs> and um yeah I got my official diagnosis when I was around 21 years old so in between that time um I had been thrown on multiple contraceptions um and had been um had gone on multiple pills I'd been on a mixture of pills and um the Depravira injection they really fought to put the bar in my arm. And I was like, that is enough. <laughs> um, after all those things, I was like, I just need to be heard. And I fought for my diagnosis for years. I would say like I was high school, throughout high school, I was arguing the point. I got my mum on my side. I was like, let's go. Um, multiple internal ultrasounds, which for anyone that does have endometriosis would know that majority of the time it's not seen on an, in, on an internal ultrasound. So like us all, we've had to have a internal laparoscopy where it's a keyhole surgery to be visually seen in person in order to be diagnosed with endometriosis. So it did take a long period of time for me to get there. Yeah, that's very frustrating and crazy to think how young you were when you were experiencing all of those symptoms as well. Do they know what causes endometriosis? At this stage, they are still researching into endometriosis um, and the amount of research that's really been put out there is slim to none from my understanding. Um, they're not entirely sure what's a specific cause for it, whether it's genetic or whether there's a certain strain of that's carrying it through um, or whether it's, you know, anything that your body's been predisposed to or anything like that. Um, and and same for the other end of the spectrum. Um, they're not entirely sure whether there's a cure. They've had a lot of suggestions of things that might cure endometriosis, but they haven't really found one that specifically works yet. Right. There's not kind of like a one fix that works for everybody. No. Yeah. Okay. So definitely you've been, not. <laughs> you've been on a lot of contraceptive medication, several, it sounds like at once as well. Um, and I would love to just kind of touch on your experience with that and whether that actually helped with mitigating the symptoms that you're experiencing and whether you found any kind of relief from that. Yeah, I mean, being on multiple contraceptions and I'm being chopped and changed and not heard by um, and feeling like um, you're not listened to by doctors throughout being a teenage girl is incredibly hard. It definitely took a toll on me mentally and obviously physically as well. My body is going from one different type of hormone to a new one and then to a new one again and she's all over the place. So um, and um, they do even recommend like on um, contraceptive packets take three months to kind of get your body re you know, cyclized and then we'll go again, but they were chopping changing. So um, from a mental standpoint and also from a physical standpoint, it was like a roller coaster. Um, 
And after my first diagnosis, I had another laparoscopy and had more endometriosis cut out. And at that period of time, I had a marina inserted at 23. Um, and at 23, I finally found some sort of control uh, for my endometriosis. Now, I know a lot of women that have had the marina as well, and it hasn't really worked for them. And it did take a very long time for my body to get used to the marina. It was a very hard period of time for me. Um, and I was experiencing a lot more pain. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what the marina is, how is that different to a contraceptive pill? So um, the marina is essentially an IUD. I can't actually remember what it stands for, but it is a specific item that is inserted inside of your, I want to say cervix. Sometimes I'm not that great at biology. Um, and it is an in, an in-place hormone in a sense. So instead of being circulated throughout your body, it's on site. Right. Um, and that is... Um, they do two different options. They do like a copper IUD or they do the marina, um, but more research has been based off the marina. Right. Okay. Okay. And from that, you found somewhat, I mean, it's obviously not cured it for you, but you found somewhat of a relief. Yeah, I felt like I found a little bit more control. Um, and then um, I found that my my endometriosis flare-ups weren't as regular. Um, I still experience them quite often but they're just not as intense or for as long at this stage but that is also three years down the line after being on the marina for three years and generally you get it replaced every five years so it's right. over halfway at this time right okay all right so we've got that happening you're in a lot of chronic pain a lot of the time having digestive issues obviously impacting all aspects of your life You've also got a diagnosis of PCOS. So how did that come about? So I only actually had my PCOS um, diagnosis recently. It was this time last year. Um, I had an emergency hernia repair, which is a funky story. Um, and during the diagnosis of figuring out where my hernia was, they were like, oh, look at this. It's just all lighting up like a little Christmas tree. So there it was um, and it had come into and grown throughout between the period of time where I had my second laparoscopy and my hernia. Wow. So it's kind of only occurred in the past few years, really. So do they know why you developed PCOS kind of so late? Um, as I only recently just had the diagnosis, they haven't really given me too many answers. Um, and it seems to be pretty on par, to be honest. Once I've had any kind of new diagnosis, it does take quite a while to get a better understanding of where it's come from and why. Um, they have considered that um, my marina has caused some cysts um, that have previously ruptured as well um, because there were there was like extra fluid in that area when they were looking um, that wasn't caused by the hernia. So um, they do think potentially that the marina had caused some irritation or that potentially it might have been there but not as severe and it's just been overlooked in the past and as like irritation has caused that it's grown essentially. Um, but I haven't got a definitive answer as of yet, which I'm still fighting for. Crazy. It is so crazy. It's kind of nuts how our body in some ways can turn on us and there's no explanation really. So what I want to go into now is as a coach and you've experienced all this and you're still experiencing it, how, you know, if you've got, if you're working with someone who does have hormonal issues, potentially endometriosis, PCOS, 
what sort of lifestyle factors do we need to address in order for them to be able to manage that? Yeah, I mean, um, as all women are incredibly different, essentially, when I discuss with them, when I'm consulting with them and when I'm getting to know them better and I am when I am talking to them, I do try to get a better understanding of their specific case study in a sense of, like, do they understand their own diagnosis? Do they understand what triggers their um, flare-ups and how their body reacts to things? And do they have a better understanding of fluctuation? Generally, I try to get a vibe of where they think they're at and then I try to gather that information and then also use... Um, like the data point of view to get a better understanding from like an external and then kind of generally work from there. As I found that I've got over a handful of women that have endo and or PCOS that work with me and they're all incredibly different. Some of them do experience the same symptoms that I do in the sense of how much they're going to fluctuate, especially um, throughout their cycle um, how much uh, like their body might hold water, um, like water retention might be different and things like that and how they actually feel as a mood and then physically as well when they're training and what's going to specifically work for their body. So generally I try to get a better understanding of where their knowledge about their own case is and then kind of create a groundwork and then work together to build it up. Um, and I think it's really important to um, overall be a really big support network for each of these girls so they understand that they aren't alone as HRSS and PCOS can be an incredibly isolating illness um, where you feel like you know you're not standing up for um, and like showing up for your friends or your partner or stuff like that you know eventually sometimes you get like people just stop inviting you places and stuff like that so it's really important that they don't feel alone and that you know it's not just them and they have a support network that's really understanding and empathetic so yeah, I could only imagine that being really key. We, you know, we work with women that do have hormonal issues as well. And something that I do see is frustration from women who have these issues and can't seem to lose weight, find it very difficult. And all they do mm-hmm. is they continue to work harder, exercise harder, and include a lot more high intensity training and will just try to drop calories, try to drop calories. And I think what's really important is to understand that when your body is already in a state of inflammation, which it is when you're suffering from PCOS and with endometriosis, exercise and being in a calorie deficit is additional stress on your body. And essentially all you're doing, if you're chronically either over-exercising, under-consuming for a long period of time, you're potentially really just exacerbating the condition and getting them to understand that sometimes less is more um, when it comes to if you're suffering with these conditions. Have you found that as well? Yes, I definitely have found that as a common um, denominator as well. And even for like my own personal stuff as well, I um, previously was in a deficit for a longer period of time at the end of last year. Um, I found that like my hormones were all out of place. I felt incredibly fatigued all the time. My body was almost in this state of trying to save itself. And then my my body was trying to flare up and then there was no sense of recovery at all, um, which encouraged my body to continuously have irritations there. And then reversing out and slowly eating more food, my body was trying to kick in as well. And it was like, oh my God, we're going to have fluctuations in hormones. And then everything kind of went all over the place. So I found that um, over-exercising and under-eating has been very uh, detrimental to what they're doing. And I think it's really important to go the other end of the, the scale and have like a better, healthier approach, but not only like your body, but over time, it's going to be more sustainable. 
hundred percent. And um, it's almost having a holistic look. And this is the issue that I have mm-hmm. in particular with when trainers and coaches just preach calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Well, you know, yes, we both know that you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. That's a given. However, there are all of these other things that can impact, especially for females. We are much more hormonally complicated than a male is. And you need to think about, I suppose, how these lifestyle factors and health factors can actually impact um, your results. It's not just about calorie deficit. Um, Now, I just want to quickly delve into diet and exercise for endo and for PCOS. So if we have listeners now that suffer from both or maybe just one of those, you know, from your experience and um, your expertise, what is your recommendation? Like where, where could they start? There is a few um, things that I would majorly stress first um, to people that do have endometriosis and PCOS that are either training or considering it. Um, one, I would definitely make sure that you're invested in either a specialist that specifically understands you or that you have a good relationship with that you feel heard because um, that will be a good support network there. Um, girls having a good understanding of what triggers them in, in the sense of nutrition, having a good understanding of what triggers you um, food-wise is going to give you a better understanding so you can go into the gym um, or you can avoid those factors and stuff like that. And it does take time. Um, and like I've previously said, um, like, for example, natural caffeines do really um, irritate my endometriosis and I do tend to flare up. Um, so having that understanding of, okay, no coffee, those kinds of things can really set you up for success as well. Um, and obviously you're going to want to feel good internally, um, especially from a holistic approach, everything's connected. So if you do feel good internally, then you're going to feel a little bit better as well going and facing the gym and not being bloated. And then it's going to kind of connect to your confidence and how you hold yourself in the gym and, you know, those kinds of things as well. And then another hot tip that I would definitely recommend is, understanding your body what your body requires whether your body does specifically require a rest day and the fact that it's not going to be the end of the world if you do have a rest day it's really important to make sure that you're not encouraging further irritability Um, and if you do feel that you know you don't specifically need a rest day then I would recommend um, looking at more higher volume lower weight especially depending on the exercises as well and not putting immense amount of stress on your body if you do feel like hey I really do want to go to the gym I would recommend going lighter doing a little bit more reps focusing on contraction rather than going like hell yes I'm going to go in I'm going to hip thrust like 150 kilos and get a pb it's going to be amazing Um, so having like realistic expectations of what your body needs and having a good idea about what it requires is really important yeah really listening to your body essentially yeah, thinking, you know, there's probably girls out there thinking oh, when it comes to nutrition, I don't know what's setting me off. I just feel like I'm constantly unwell. And I think that's where probably writing, you know, keeping a food diary of everything that you're eating and maybe potentially cutting stuff out of your diet, monitoring your symptoms for a period of time. And then that's going to really be able to tell you whether that is that certain food that's making things worse for you or if that's fine and it potentially might be something else as well um okay they are some really really incredible tips so sharma let everybody know where they can find you whereabouts are you um so i am actually located in adelaide south australia like yourself which is great um and but i have recently just launched my own online coaching business so 
I am now purely online on my own. Um, you can find me on my main platform on Instagram, which is Sharma double underscore coaching. Um, and you'll see me, myself and I just posted right there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sharma. I really enjoyed this conversation and we'll hope to get you back on soon. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am so blessed to be able to come on and talk about my own experiences. Um, and hopefully it inspires more girls to want to jump out um, and take on the fitness and the nutrition on, and not allow their endometriosis to kind of defy what they're capable of. I think that's super important. So thank you for the, the opportunity for me to jump on and talk about my story. Big shout out to Sharma for jumping on today's podcast episode and sharing her story. I know it would have really resonated with a lot of you guys. So what I want you to do is take a screenshot of this podcast episode and share it onto your stories. Make sure you go and have a look at Sharma's account. She gives some really great value and her content is incredible. Um, And reach out to her if you suffer with PCOS or endometriosis send her a DM. She'll be more than happy to talk through what has worked for her and how she can potentially help you. All right, guys, that is it from me. Big love, Coach Tash. Mm -hmm.